0: Hello everyone, it's midnight on the East Coast and that could only mean one thing. Pride Month has officially landed on the shores of the United States. At sunrise, Pride flags will be unfurled and then hoisted with rainbow rope to the very top of flagpoles all across the nation. And by afternoon, drag races on the streets of this country will have taken on a whole new meaning. Good luck trying to have brunch over the next 30 days without having your child groomed like a feral dog right in front of you. Why anyone would dedicate an entire month to who you choose to have sex with is beyond this reporter. Especially when the birth of our nation and even its fallen heroes only get one day. But it's 2023, so f- it, I guess who cares? This is Proud American reporter Philip A. Flood, and my pronouns are he and man until next time friends hello everyone and welcome back to a- another episode of thinking logically episode 59 titled one f by l two f by gbqt it's friday june 2nd pride month has officially begun to start this episode off, I'd like to just come out and say, I'm, I'm not against gays or lesbians. I just think dedicating an entire month to who you prefer to have sex with is the dumbest thing ever. It, it's, actually, it's actually hilarious to me. I mean, come on. You're allowed to have consensual sex with whoever you want in this country. No one in America with brainwaves is saying homosexuality should be outlawed. So why do we need to have this shit shoved down our throats for an entire month every year? The birth of our nation gets one day. One, one day. Our veterans, one day. Fallen heroes, Memorial Day, one day. But LGBTQT+, whatever you want to say, they get an entire month. In, in the summer, mind you. One of the best months. They get, they get every business to fly a flag. I, I don't get it. They get everything they want. In the words of Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, don't make
1: a big thing out of it spider mark how did we get (laughs) here how did we get here you know i don't know how it turned into it to a month you know again we we talk about and we're not that old i mean growing up you know i remember maybe being a maybe i think it was like a week maybe you know or uh before but now it's turned into an entire month and I, i listen I have many, you know, uh, not many, but quite a few friends that are, I would say, that are, you know, consider themselves part of this community. And great, I, I don't treat them any differently. You know, I consider them friends, and uh, I'm not against that at all. It's the it's the grooming of children, I think, that really uh, gets people's blood boiling. That's the whole that's the whole sticking point is when you target children uh, in this whole movement, especially the trans movement. When, you, when you're intentionally going after children, that's what sets people off. I don't know how this became an entire month, but it is what it is. I mean, it's only – we're only two days into this now, and it feels like that a lot of the corporations, Joe, maybe aren't pushing it that hard this year because of the backlash against Bud Light and Target and Kohl's and North Face. So I don't know. Maybe it's too early to say, but it just feels like maybe we're not going to get the, the full, the full effect this year from a lot of these woke corporations. What do you think? We'll see. Um,
0: they don't have the luxury of just pulling the carpet right now because you've, yeah, you've seen how things can escalate here. It's pick a side. There's, there's. It's not like it was even eight years ago. Even eight years ago, Mark. Do you remember? Like we used to. We used to be on separate side of the aisle and be able to be friends and still talk politics back and forth. Now everything is political, everything. And these are very divisive issues. You're talking about children. I don't care about the, the LG B part of it. When, when you start getting into kids and stuff though, I don't even know what the hell Q is anyway.
1: Yeah. But, queer. So, well, the okay. new one is the new one is for people that don't know that it may have seen this. I think Justin Trudeau mentioned this in a quote. It's now 2S. 2S is at the end of LGBTQ, and now it is 2S+. I think I sent you this. Um, Maybe I didn't. But 2S, for those of you that don't know that are listening, means um, an important term within some indigenous cultures and for some indigenous people, meaning a person with both a feminine and masculine spirit living in the same body. This is often used to describe sexual orientation Gender identity, and/or spiritual identity. Who that... knows themselves? <laughs> Who knows themselves that well?
0: Who knows themselves
1: that well? <laughs> that is incredible. I don't. I don't know what else to say. That's incredible. Who knows themselves that well? You're exactly right. I you mean, have two spirits—a male and a female spirit—living in the same body.
0: Okay. All Maybe right. I'm two S. I am 2 I do not know. I just, I don't know. That sounds like an answer you got from like your psychiatrist. Like the, I, 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 I don't even know. Or your shaman. I, I, I don't yeah. know who, yeah. but apparently, I don't know. it's back to the month though. Honestly, the, the thing that really pisses me off the most, and I don't know why, it's the fact that it's a really good month. They get June. Imagine, imagine like not to be racial, Imagine me in black. You get 28 days, February, it's freezing cold in, in 90% of the United States. No one ever goes outside. People are still worried about football. These motherfuckers get June.
1: They get, they I, get I just, probably I, the best month of the year. It School's is. It's out. Summer's in full swing. Yeah, I don't know how it turned into an entire month. Again, just talking here, I I don't remember this being this celebrated for, for this long, for an entire month. Again, I remember it being like a week, maybe, you know, uh, in our in our late teens, early 20s. But this, you know, and, and you really see it, like 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 you said, uh, we heard from Philip A. Flood there. Good to hear Philip A. Flood again. Uh, he's our favorite White House correspondent. You know, you can't even go out in the city, not just Pittsburgh, it's any city without this being very in your face. And I don't think people really care what – sexual orientation you are or who you choose to love or have sex with or whatever. It's, but it's very in your face. And I think that's kind of where, you know, a lot of people are just kind of like turned off by it. Um, you know, the drag brunches are picking up now um, different things like that. You know, the pride flags are in, and it's almost, I don't want to call it virtue signaling Joe, where a lot of these businesses, uh, breweries, businesses, restaurants, things like that, will, will actively promote and let people know that they are an ally or they are supporting Pride Month. But you know, I mean, we get it. I think most people are compassionate and, and respect people's desires and choices. But it's just very in your face. That's all. In your face, you—it's on
0: your lap, depending on where you yeah. go. Yeah. You might, you might waltz into the wrong brunch and, 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 and wind up with the, the 230 pound man in a dress sitting on you. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Is that how these, I don't know how the drag brunches even work, to be honest with you. I have to say, I don't know how
1: they work. I just don't go, I uh, yeah, don't know. Never been, never going to one. So, um, but yeah, we have a couple topics we're going to talk about um, related to this stuff. Um, first, Before we get into the Los Angeles Dodgers, we talked about last episode there being a pride mass in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, sponsored by a parish that's in the city, uh, with a very liberal left-wing deacon uh, spearheading this, and it was going to be held on the campus of Duquesne University. Well, this became a very, very big deal, Joe, in Catholic circles. Uh, This made headlines on the, uh, I forget the the website, the Daily, wasn't the Daily Wire, I forget the name of the website, but um, it was on uh, another Catholic website, Canon 212. Um, It made a Catholic YouTuber, Anthony Stein, return to tradition. He was talking about this pride mass. Again, pride is not a concept that Catholics and Christians should embrace. It's the actual opposite of pride. Humility is what Jesus taught while he was here on earth. And to have this mass on the feast of Corpus Christi, the feast of the body of Christ, a pride mass is was such insulting to Catholics, you know, especially in the diocese here in Pittsburgh. But uh, Bishop Zubik, I sent you the or- the article, Joe. Bishop Zubik commented on this and basically said he had no idea of this, he had no knowledge of this mass being Uh, Celebrated Um, I don't even know if the pastor Of the church knew uh, From what Bishop Zubik's statement was And he was calling for the mass To be cancelled Because Again this is against the teachings of the church And the Catholic church Welcomes LGBTQ people in But on the Catholic church's terms Not on their terms So Um Again, this mass was has been called to to, to be canceled by the bishop. Um, I'm assuming that means it's going to be canceled, and I don't think the president of Duquesne University even was even aware of this. So, um, yeah, it looks like this is a a no go. I think they got a lot of backlash from a lot of people about this. So, um, something to keep an eye on moving forward. How can the dean not be aware? You
0: got its prime of. You gotta have your head on a swivel.
1: Yeah the president of the university he said his name is what Gormley I think he said he didn't know anything about it hmm. I, I I'll take them at their word um, on this because you know maybe he wasn't involved in something like that you know it's very counter to to the Catholic Church and, and really to Christian Christianity in general so whatever uh, moving on from that um, sticking with the with the Catholic theme here the Los Angeles Dodgers, Joe, I know you have some, some tweets here. Again, let's just go over the Los Angeles Dodgers coward and apologized to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence on this issue and then re-invited them back for their Pride Night and then try to, um, I don't know, cover their tracks, if you will, and then host a family night or like a Christian night or something like that in like the month of July, I think. And a couple players spoke out against this. Clayton Kershaw, Blake Trinan, a couple big time players spoke out against what the Los Angeles Dodgers are doing. And it's basically antithetical to, um, you know, embracing people uh, of all different walks of life and all different sexual orientations and cultures by including a Catholic hate group. And we said it before in this podcast, Joe, this was Jude, uh, Judaism or Islam, this would be never be allowed. Joe, what do you have on this? I, well first of all,
0: the Catholic hate group and then after they're like invited after the Dodgers take their side, all the tweets that, that I see that are for this are saying that they beat hate. You, you're, I, I just I, the 1984 just doublespeak, like yeah. it's a hate group. How are you conquering hate by supporting the hate group? I, I I don't know, but um, so the one Dodgers pitcher uh, released a statement. I, it wasn't Kershaw. Um, It, it was have, Blake here. Trinan. I think it was. My, convic- my convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the sisters to perpetual indulgence. I, I laugh when I say the, the, the name. I'm sorry. It sounds like something Vinny Montini is trying to say when he's messing up the, the sisters, the poor or something. I don't know. To perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to the companies and professional sports to stay true to their brand and leave the propaganda and politics off the field. And I got to agree for the most part. I mean, I agree with
1: everything. So, Yeah. This is Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball should not be getting involved in, in, in these types of things. Especially, I mean, you know, at the club level.
0: Imagine you work your whole life. You get drafted. Um, you're waiting to get the call up. May 28th, you're saying, hey, you, next weekend, you got to be there June 2nd, whatever, whatever this thing is. And they make you wear a rainbow uniform on your first. And you don't want to do it. You want to wear that, that, that Major League uniform. the one, But No. You're hate you're being hateful. Who cares about you? You're being hateful. I'm just like how we cater to these groups is unreal. And then we make everyone just bend the knee. There's 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 no middle ground. It's either surrender or be annihilated. Um here, I got I got another audio clip here. This is from the Toronto Blue Jays player. They forced him to apologize. All he did, I believe, Mark, was repost on Instagram, yeah. which is the, yep. the, the the equivalent of a retweet. Repost yep. A tweet, a, a, an Instagram post.
1: Yep, that's all we did.
0: They forced him to apologize. Yep. I'll play the I'll, I'll I'll play the hostage video right here. Hold on.
1: I recognized yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the private community, which includes friends of mine, close family members of mine, and I'm truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates to share with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. Right now,
0: I'm using the Blue Jays resources. I, I'm sorry. I'm reclaiming my time here. It's, it's Anthony Bass, but I would love to know what his teammates said. Like, oh, man, yeah, no, you, you, really, did, you really messed up. Like, did they, they all apologize together? I, I'm so confused. But this, this, this won't be good
1: enough, Mark. This will not be good enough. They'll want more. Right, right. I don't know why they cower. I don't know why, they, why like you said, they bend the knee and back down on these things. We also heard from another pitcher who is a prominent one, probably one of the prominent Catholic athletes in, in professional sports, former pirate pitcher Trevor Williams, who spoke out against uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and what the Dodgers are doing. So um, he is not backing down either. So, man, this is just – it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they embrace hate groups like this.
0: Here is a good tweet from Robbie Starbuck. Big news. The MLB Players Union has been contacted by players and has now contacted Major League Baseball over concerns players have about the team's pushing social-slash-political issues, which in turn appear as player endorsements. This has been an ongoing problem, and players don't feel protected. I have to agree, whether it's one side of the aisle or the other. Like, you saw this three years ago. With, with, like, I just – I don't know. I, I – It's it's like they'll let you do this for for certain things. And it's getting weird and weird because the things that they they want to promote are just sinful, weird things, Mark.
1: I know. Sick. I know. Um (laughs) this is (laughs) people and fans of these teams don't want to see the see this stuff. That's that's the thing. This is sports! This is supposed to be an outlet entertainment, man. It's just so frustrating. So frustrating. Just leave that stuff at home. I I just don't know what, like, it just seems so coordinated on a, on a very big level.
0: I don't know. It is. It is. Uh, It to the players though for doing this, because this is, this is why these, these baseball, this is why they make $30 million a year to play a sport. Because they could be used to promote stuff. Yeah. The criminal syndicate. Uh, we're, we're gonna keep on just going back to that 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 over and over again. This is this is how this is how they push anything. They use Hollywood Sports yeah. Stars everything. And if you pay these people enough, you have them on retainer
1: to do anything. Right. Well, what needs to happen, Joe, is more people like Blake Trinan and Trevor Williams and Clayton Kershaw, need to speak out and hold the line. That's what needs to happen. Because if, if, they continue, if no one speaks out, this is going to continue. But if more people speak out and hold the line, then, you know, I could see this stuff going away in the future. It's the only answer.
0: But you saw what they did with, with uh, Ky, uh, Kyrie Irving with, with, whenever he had the vaccine. You couldn't speak out about that. They canceled him. And now, look, you can't speak out about anything if, if, if you're a professional athlete. You got to be very careful. Yeah. You're controlled. I'm sorry, but you are. Yep. So it's all that money, man. It's all that money. Um, and speaking of money, let's, I, I want to make a point real quick about Target. So I, I asked you this, I think it was right after we bumped off last last episode. I said, Mark, is Target about to go out of business or something and is looking for someone or something to blame? I, th- there could be no way that that these companies are really shooting themselves in the foot like this, especially after Bud Light, to do it over and over and over again. So are they gonna like go out of business or have some and then blame this on conservatives or white nationalism? Who knows? I don't know. It's a good point to make and we just gotta put that in
1: the old memory hole there. You would think that after after the Bud Light debacle and after Target now, a lot of these corporations are, are gonna say, all right, you know what, we're staying away. We're staying away from that. We're going to stay away from that. Let's get a target stock update, Joe, since we're talking about it. They're down 31 cents a share today. Not too much. But that's terrible compared to the market. Compared to the rest of the market, that's bad. Yeah. Well, uh, it's $130, $130.85 a share right now. In the last month, they are down 30. In the last two weeks, plus $30 a share. They're down $30 a share. That is a colossal collapse. My goodness. So I think Elon Musk tweeted that the shareholders might file like a, some sort of class action lawsuit against Target. That or you know, kind of like throwing it out there, not saying that they would. On the amount of money lost, you know, um, I mean, what what do they lose? A market cap? Is it twelve billion? It's, it, it's multi-billions. It's over 10 billion. It's over 10 billion. Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, they're at 54.63 a share. Um, again, that's down from a high of like around 66. Um, so they are down, not to their one-year low, but again, down a lot uh, from what they were. And the losses are going to keep piling up for Anheuser-Busch. I mean, you see these things come out week after week that they're losing 25, 20, 25% week over week. And the bleeding isn't stopping. Let me read you a text I got um, from uh, a friend. Uh, Let me find this here. He was at a concert. I'll read you this text. I went to the Luke Combs concert, and the line for Bud Light was zero. And the stand next to it had Miller, Miller Light, and people were waiting over a half hour for it instead. When I go out to the bars now, I literally don't see men drinking Bud Light anymore. We need to cripple the company because the boycott is actually working. Okay. Yeah. That, that,
0: uh, I want our listeners to, to see what's really happening here, though, because the media is going to paint a different picture here very soon with it being private and everything. What are you doing after Bud Light paid Dylan Mulvaney or did whatever for that marketing thing? All you're doing is not buying the beer. You're not, you, there's no violence involved are, you, are there, is there mockery are you making fun of them? yeah but that's not violence words aren't violence no one's going out and beating up trans people over this and if they are shame on them but the media is very soon gonna make it seem like that they will th- that's the narrative they're going to start playing very soon I'm telling you
1: it's not gonna work
0: it's not gonna it, work. People, but you know. but they don't know they won't know it's not going to work and they'll just keep and, and it'll work on some people maybe like you said the Sheba people 30 percent it might work on and and like we said in episode one Mark they they want a civil war and and you're either going to get a civil war or you're going to get a freaking revolution and it looks like they're getting a revolution and it started with freaking Bud Light yeah long
1: before that but yeah people are just putting their foot down you know on, on, on all this stuff it's just becoming too much. And it's not that people don't support it, it's the fact that it's completely in your face twenty-four seven every single day. Hard so. in your face too. In your car.
0: In your, on your lap, in your lap the entire
1: month of June. Talk friendly. Uh. All right. Let's go <laughs> on to the debt ceiling. Uh, this deal passed uh, both chambers of Congress. It's going to Biden's desk if he if he can if he got up from his fall yesterday for him to sign Joe. Uh, I know this this deal did not get a lot of support in the House Freedom Caucus, um, even amongst most Republicans. I think more Democrats cutting, voted, more sure. Democrats voted for this than Republicans. So that should tell you something. Uh, what do we have here? Kevin McCarthy saying this is cutting two trillion dollars in spending or from the deficit. What what's going on? Bullshit. I don't believe a word they say. There's that there's
0: fine print in there. I haven't read the whole 99 page, whatever it is. The deal has to go there there's no real cap on spending and that was mccarthy's decision so all they need mark and maybe we said this before maybe we didn't all they need is a crisis now another pandemic shit they'll be able to get another six seven trillion based off the fine print from my understanding in this deal what about that cyber pandemic mark they've they've been warning us all about this cyber pandemic is that an excuse to squeeze another eight trillion dollars out of us taxpayers so anyone listening what you need to do now you need to call your congressman congresswoman non-binary creature whatever Fetterman if he's voting from the rafters whatever tell them that I got I have here tell them to vote no but clearly I wrote that down before before the vote was was cast I tell them right now you gotta let them know how you feel this deal is just an open check again your credit card limit is 15,000. You owe fourteen thousand dollars in change and have all your bills coming in. You need to cut spending. You you, you need to to sell the car. You need to do something. You can't just raise the limit.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we talked about before in here. um, Did they? Did you hear about what they're doing with the unspent COVID money? There's a day talk about that in in this debt ceiling. Is it spent?
0: And it's getting spent, isn't it? Is it rolled over or spent?
1: Um, No, I think it was like $2 trillion of unspent COVID funds that uh, they were talking about, um, you know, related to this bill somehow. I don't know. But we talked about before, Joe, all you got to do, one easy way to, 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 you know, accomplish these goals is stop sending money to Ukraine. So maybe that's just, you know, easier said than done at this point, but I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I mean, if you say it's a bad deal.
0: It's uh, a terrible deal. And and I just got to reinforce, it's a terrible deal because we don't know what it's going to cost. There's no cap in the spending. So no matter what you cut, I just, I don't know how else I can explain
1: it. I forget what congressman I heard say this, but basically like, if you're not going to do it now in default, or, or play hardball, then when are you going to do it? Because if there's any point in time where the time is now, it's now. And it seems like, I don't know, you hear mixed messages. I've been hearing mixed things from all different sources of media. You know, this this deal was a win for the Republicans. This deal was a, was a win for the Democrats. I, you know, I don't know. It seems like there may have been some compromise, you know, in this deal. It's a very was, least. Okay. Okay.
0: I, 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 let me add to that because there was because it came out of nowhere all of a sudden. Mar, Marjorie or Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets out as I promised the January sixth tape will tapes will be released, and this was yesterday. Speaker McCarthy apparently gave him the John Solomon from Just the News, but that's good. That's that's nice. But I want to pay attention to this debt ceiling deal right now that you should have never went through. I, they're throwing you like a little trinket and saying, here's more January 6th tapes. We fired the last guy we gave him to, got him fired from Fox News. Here's a little bit more we'll give you as we, it'll cost you another maybe $8 trillion by the time it's all said and done. though. It's bullshit. It needs to end. Let me play a quick with Speaker McCarthy, just, just, just so you can hear what he thinks of the deal that he made with Biden. I've been thinking about this day before my vote for Speaker, because I knew the debt ceiling was coming. I wanted to make history. I wanted to do something no other Congress has done.
1: That we would literally turn the ship. That for the first time, in quite some time, we'd spend less than we spent the year before.
0: I'm going to freak the fuck out because it's pennies on the fucking dollar. Defund the FBI that's hiding a whistleblower and evidence of a pipe bomber. Start there. Remember in January... When I said, remember the terms Jeffersonian and and Jacksonian democracy, Mark, they need to use it right now. And they got to remove McCarthy. Remove him. Start it today. Call for any one member can call for a vote to remove him. Do it today. Because, yeah, they might have cut a little bit of spending, but that's after, what, the the $6 trillion COVID bill from two years ago? And then the, the, the omnibus infrastructure bills, all these fucking bills. It's like gaining 300 pounds and and, and losing five pounds. the fuck is that?
1: Well, did you see the Senate voted to, uh, not that this has anything to do with the debt limit, but the Senate voted to throw away, basically, the student loan forgiveness um, proposal. From the White House, so that is—they
0: don't need it. They the midterms
1: are over. Four hundred billion dollars. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Never thought about it like that. That's a very good point. That was a show. They they got yeah. some
0: people hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, we'll pay for your college. Just kidding, loser.
1: <laughs> yeah. Got <laughs> that is a big gotcha. I never really thought about it like that, Joe. I, I thought like, why would they? Why would they do that now? But yeah not an election year,
0: so what do they care? Yeah. All right. uh, So there was a shrinking Kevin McCarthy's majority. Um, Utah Republican Chris Stewart uh, is resigning from the House. I don't know when it's effective, if it's effective very soon or what, but that'll shrink the GOP majority to just four seats. So things are going great in the House of Representatives. We got a speaker who doesn't care about spending all of a sudden and wants to just give a uncapped. It's uncapped. That that's the one thing I want you have all the listeners to take away. It's uncat spending. It could be eight trillion depending on if we get into a world war, which is very close to happening, if a nuclear missile goes off in a city, if we have a cyber pandemic, or just one of them old fashioned 2020 pandemics.
1: So well, we need let's... to find we need to find some good some good out of this debt, debt uh deal and come back next week and maybe give our listeners like the things we like about it. You know, I mean, it's
0: Pride Month, Mark, so we'll see if we could squeeze it in the schedule. But,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to replace Kevin McCarthy here, you who do you think they would replace him? Um, it's hard to say,
0: honestly. I'll tell you who I'll tell you who's off my list completely: Marjorie Taylor Greene, off the list completely. So, why? Not just because she voted for the bill. It, it, it's a crazy world whenever Marjorie Taylor Greene votes for the bill. And I believe John Fetterman voted against it in the Senate. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> what kind of world are we living in? Well, that that's politics. That's why you had some Democrats vote against it. Because they knew they had the votes. They all talked before. They talked mm-hmm. with their whips. They know how many votes they're really going to have. Unless there's a, a secret surprise at the end, which there never is. And they know the votes. So that gives the, some Democrats the opportunity to vote. A meaningless vote for for no, and they look good in front of their their constituents.
1: It's it's all, yeah. it's a show. I would I would love to have a. My daughter is going to sleep here. I'm gonna tiptoe back up the steps. I would love I would love to, would love to uh, get a Washington insider on the podcast and talk about how the whips get people in line to vote on a, a certain way or on a certain bill. You know, you're talking hundreds of members of Congress. How do they know who's going to vote what way? You know, are, are they bringing people into their office or, you know, how, how do they how do they go about getting people to vote on bills? Uh, that'd be very interesting. Do, do you know anyone? Do you have any <laughs> prospects? I got nobody in the swamp. I got no swamp creatures in my uh, in my cell phone right now. Uh we have
0: Dr. Oz on, but he, he, he was never in politics technically. He never won. So we can get doc- – he's not doing
1: anything right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. What else we got on on the sheet here? Ken Paxton. We're going to slowly – yeah, let's slowly move south Yikes. to Texas. We covered we covered
0: this last episode of 2 episodes really quick. Ken Paxton, the MAGA Texas AG, known for being outspoken on the 2020 election. Um, so what does all stem from? Last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago by now – The Speaker of the Texas House of Representatives was drunk while in session, and the AG wanted to remove him. And I could play, I think I have a little bit of the audio, of the drunk speaker. His name's Day-something.
1: As president, please show him his machine malfunction. Please show him voting Mr. Patterson... He's just bombed. Mr. Patterson was present. His vote was not registered. Please show him voting. I.
0: You got to see him stumbling around. Mr.
1: Romero, for purpose. Does the gentleman yield for questions. Does the gentleman yield for
0: questions. Yes. Be happy. Gentleman yield. Okay. So I'll, believe me, he's, he's very slurry. So this is about, I think, election integrity or the voting machines or something. So they, they, the next day without giving Texas AG, Ken Paxton, a chance to call any witnesses or speak. They voted to impeach Ken Paxton. This all happened last week, and that's where we are right now. So,
1: I can't believe they're going to impeach this guy
0: again. This is. It, it, it'd be nice if we saw the Democrats do something like this with with, with one of their governors or, or attorney generals. I I I can't say that I that I don't like with the process of the the ability of it that being able to happen, but. I like Ken Paxton. I don't think, like, I don't know what the the issue is, what they're voting him out for. And then there was something that came up about how he somehow silenced 2.4 million registered voters from voting and admitted to it. Now, that's not what happened, though. The Texas Supreme Court, they were the ones that didn't allow, I believe it was Harris County, to mail out applications for mail in ballots to 2.4 million registered voters. Voters could still (laughs) fill out their own registration if they wanted to use a melon so all the legal votes in the state including the melons were counted sorry we just didn't melt an additional 2.4 million ballots
1: sorry we didn't do that like i, I don't understand what the, the you bring up a good point joe crazy. yeah you bring up a good point the democrats would never do something like this they would never they they just wouldn't um they're smarter they're they're they are i will give the democrats credit they are they are smart when it comes to things like this, you know, um, at least they, pr- they put on a more united front than the uh, Republicans. Did. And that wasn't always the case. It used to be the Republicans would be the ones that would unite and, and the Democrats would kind of cannibalize themselves. But now it seems to be like the opposite. I don't know. It's a shame. It's it is. a shame that uh, Ken Paxton, probably one of the best attorney generals in the country, is going to get impeached. Down in Texas, Joe. Is Texas going to go? Is Texas a purple state?
0: If them two point four million ballots would have been allowed to be mailed out, Texas would have been a blue state. Mark, I don't think people understand. Wow. Wow. They did the uh, same did you... thing in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's 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 just painfully obvious. This is there's there's right. many ways of cheating elections. This is one of them.
1: Did you see uh, the good news out of Wisconsin? I believe turning point. Uh, their political action group, um, Turning Point USA, their political action group is funding. I think they, they put up five million dollars for ballot harvesting initiatives in the state of Wisconsin. So it looks like um, they are putting their chips on the table and are going to try and basically fight fire with fire, you know, uh, when it comes to what the, what the Democrats uh, have been doing. So good news, you know, good news um, that we're going to start seeing that. Listen to Jack Posobiec this morning. You know, they talked about they had these guys on, these ballot harvesters they are going to go out and, and get people registered to vote. And they're, char- they're targeting um, independent voters in Pennsylvania as well. You know, they brought up a good point. He said Democrats vote for weeks, Joe. Republicans vote for 12 hours. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, anywho, um, either way, I like like to hear that. Uh, It's good news. Uh, They did say in Pennsylvania, though, there are still um, I think 400,000 and change more registered Democrats in Pennsylvania than there are Republicans. That number was over a million under Barack Obama. So, um, that is why Pennsylvania is considered a, a purple state.
0: So. Yeah, I wonder how many of those are, are dead voters, too. Right. Uh, the ner- I'm right. telling you, the, the, the nursing homes, the, the, the nursing homes, people die in the nursing homes, they're probably still in voter rolls. They vote anyway during COVID. There's many ways to cheat in elections. So call me crazy, but I guarantee you in a few months or
1: years, you will call me right. So Yeah. All right, well, I mean, if the Democrats are cheating legally you know, then the Republicans need to cheat legally. I think that's kind of was one of the disconnects, you know, you're, in, you're, in you're absolutely right.
0: But just, just be prepared to have to defend yourself as if you're doing something illegal, because we don't have, yeah. we don't have the narrative. Well, we do have the narrative. We don't have the media to back us up. Yeah. Um, we are the media, right. but let's move, let's All move down right. South here. We're going to go. Let's um, move on. Mean, meanwhile, down in Mexico. So this is from speaking of Jack Posobiec. This is from Jack Fasovic's Twitter. And this is, I think it might be in Spanish. Okay, it's clearly in Spanish, but let me translate what I'm seeing. There is a cartel member holding an AK-47 in his left hand, and in his right hand, um, it says it's a javelin, but it's actually an AT-4, it's an anti-tank or anti-vehicle propelled missile or something, it's not a javelin, Um, but a cartel member is carrying an AT-4, which... Makes you wonder, did it? Did we literally ship something like that to Ukraine? Because this is the only way it's possible. I'm sorry, it's the only way it's possible in my mind. Shipped it to Ukraine. We've given, on this podcast, numerous articles saying that the Ukrainians have no idea where the weapons are going. The U.S. has no idea where the weapons are going. It's, it's documented. It's there. And then somehow, those weapons are being shipped back across the sea to Mexico. We don't have the best, we don't have the best relationship with the cartels. And we have a lot of civilians, American civilians on that border that isn't secure where they're coming over. This, this has disaster written all over it. Wow. How is this not the number one news? If you see a cartel member walking around with an American made AT4, why is no one saying, wait a minute, he got that from Ukraine? How how does it get from Ukraine to Mexico? Um, Probably by ship. I'm (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to guess not by plane.
1: (laughs) I mean, goodness gracious. Are you kidding me? A Mexican cartel member was filmed with a U.S.-made Javelin anti-tank missile. Are you freaking kidding me? It's amazing, isn't it? it? It honestly is amazing. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's uh, this stuff is this stuff, Joe, probably so prevalent. These weapons are probably all over God knows where, you know, um, all over Europe, I'm sure.
0: Who knows? All
1: right, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's
0: let's move across the narrow sea here to China because the, the cartel is dangerous, Mark, but you know, it's a little bit more dangerous than a cartel member carrying an anti-take missile, a freaking Chinese jet. Flying at a U.S. military plane. Now, this is from War Monitor on Twitter. U.S. military says a Chinese pilot flew and performed an unnecessary aggressive maneuver directly in front of a nose, directly in front of the nose of a U.S. Air Force jet. Um, I looked into this. It was actually a spy plane, and it was was it the Sea of Taiwan? I don't know. It was international airspace. They said, yes, it was, but it was over. Was it over Taiwan? I, it was, it was, I think it was around Taiwan. I want not why I want to say Japan. I don't know, but it was international airspace, and they flew directly. Back, but it's a spy plane. It's a spy plane. I'm just saying, why? Why are we trying to saber rattle here a little bit? Why? Why is a spy plane? I,
1: I, Did you see the footage?
0: In. I saw the footage. I mean, it does shake the airplane a little bit. I, I'd be nervous if I was, but I hate flying in general. So,
1: yeah. I mean, the Chinese – what the Chinese plane did definitely was abnormal. Let's put it that way. Definitely, uh, you can call it aggressive, uh, what they did. Um, I don't know. Very odd. I mean, is China looking to go to war, Joe? No, are think- we – are we it, it looks like china wants
0: to have control over their own territory and around their sovereignty but then again they do those things like buying farms in the united states and stuff like that we just let them we let them do these things you see they don't let us do the same thing to them they, a chinese spy balloon flew all over the country a chi- an american spy plane get international waters they don't want it getting close because they know that the spy plane can spy in china from international waters
1: Interesting. I don't know. I just feel like China is like thirsty for war.
0: Oh, I guarantee you they are. But I, I, again, this is this seems like this action here seems more defensive than thirsty for war because it's a spy plane. If it wasn't a spy plane, I, I'd say okay. But it's a spy plane, and it could spy in China or wherever it wants
1: from where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to. This is just painful. Uh, well, we're not going to talk. Are we talking about the fall? We
0: we 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 can talk about the fall real quick. Let me just mention. Let me just mention because we have the two links here that uh, this was yesterday. Director Ray confirmed the existence of a form that um, alleges that Vice President Biden engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national. However, Director Ray did not commit to producing the documents subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee. Um, and I just, that's the situation we are Uh, there. Ray invited, I believe James Comer to come look at the file, but no, he wants, he wants the file release good for him for standing his ground. So we have that. And then this is from, I believe it was later in the day. This is from the press conference. Someone questioning John Kirby about what the majority of Americans believe about the president. 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats believe Joe Biden was
1: involved his son an, in an illegal influence-peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow. <laughs> can I take that question? Uh, president, the, president, the, that president right? uh,
0: the president has spoken to this. The president has spoken to this.
1: Uh, and there's
0: nothing to okay. I it just I told you this yesterday, it just pisses me off how cocky they are when they just dismiss questions like that. But, um, all that happened, and then Mark, what did we see happen
1: yesterday? Okay. Man, it was so painful to watch, and honestly, I, I wasn't even laughing, I was just like, This is sad, this is sad. You know, you have Joe Biden on stage at the Air Force uh, Academy's graduation. Um, he salutes whoever. He goes to walk off the stage and he trips and falls, apparently over a sandbag. Um, just sad. I mean, this was the worst fall I think we've seen in his presidency. He went down pretty hard. We've seen him stumble, trip and fall, shuffle when he walks. I mean, this man is not is not healthy. Uh He's just so fragile. How old is he now, Joe? Eighty, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just thought to myself, this is the United States. In uh, summed up right here in a video, this is the leader of the free world. How do you? How are you supposed to project strength and lead with strength when you have that going on? It's impossible. You can't. That's why America is a joke, probably, and, and not taken seriously. We're we're a we're a clown show of a country right now. You know we're worried about Pride Month, while the Chinese are digging ten thousand meters down into the earth. You know it's just it's just just crazy to see to see the um, the differences between the United States and some of these other countries. But even North uh, Korea your... is trying to launch satellites. <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. What was your take on the fall? I mean, you would think somebody would be like, listen. Um, Listen,
0: don't, don't run again. Yeah. My immediate reaction was, I mean, I'm not gonna, I laughed. I thought it was funny, but then when you watch, when you watch it again and again and again, number one, I want to know about that foot that he broke in 2000 and late 2020, early 2021. I want to know about that. If that's the thing or issue, I wanted about a shuffling gait and his spinal sinus. And and then I, I, what if he breaks his hip? We wouldn't know that yet. He could have a small, small fracture on his hip. Are we going to hear anything about x-rays, anything at all? He fell really hard. I understand there was a black sandbag, not to bring up race, but I understand there was a black sandbag that he tripped over, but nobody else tripped over the black sandbag. Yeah,
1: only one man did. Well you know. Again, go we go back to, to him running. Of course they're gonna push him to run again. You know, of course no one's gonna step in and Jill's not gonna say, you know what, Joey, you know, let's just let's just retire. Let's just, you know, live in our with Beach and enjoy our you know, whatever time we have left here in this earth. No, because you know why? He's not calling the shots. The people in power, you know, the oligarchs, the swamp are the ones calling the shots in Washington, D.C. So they can run roughshod over Biden. It's not like he's he's even in control. You know, and I think that's why a lot of folks feared Trump because, you know, it seemed like he was very, at least he knew what was going on. I don't want to say he was hands-on, but, you know, at least he, he had some cognitive ability, you know, where he could, you know, put his foot down in certain situations. True. But with this guy, it's like, eh, it's like he's having a very, very weak leader. Weak, weak isn't the word. Yeah.
0: Oh, my. What's it's... I don't know but like this is how what what fall is this for Biden official like bad fall cuz he fell the, the the one going up this the stairlift on Air Force 1 there was another one the stairlift the bike yeah the bike so two on the Air Force he almost bit it going down remember the one time that would have been a bad fall and now this this is this is four or five ball falls for him mm-hmm. so
1: if i if i am if i am robert f kennedy or whoever else is going to be buying ad buys in the primaries, I would be running ads with these falls. That, that would be, that would be my campaign. ad. would be Joe Biden falling. And then eventually yeah, and pay, into, pay, into pay for into the, the music,
0: pay for the Alicia keys music too. <clears throat> pay for some kind of falling with, in the, in the
1: lyric or title, buy it, get it. Oh. I, that, I would pay. I would, I, that would be my ad. And if it's Trump or DeSantis, whoever next year, that would also be my ad.
0: <clears throat> so just remember this this puts debates, primary debates, back in play. If 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 you keep on fighting for it, Democrats, if there's any Democrats even listening. I, I, I still registered as a Democrat if you could believe that, listeners. But um, All right, let's stay in the dementia realm real quick. I I found this jaw dropping. So Robert Mueller, it came out. This is a report. I believe it's it's Paul Sperry. I don't have a tweet anymore. Damn. Um, May have had dementia. Early signs of dementia. Early signs of dementia. The entire time he was in charge of the Trump-Russia investigation. A.K.A. the Mueller probe. Whatever you want to call it. And his deputies or whatever you want to call them. Andrew Weissman and I believe Van Grack was the other one. Were actually leading the show. And that's only an issue because. Mark you might not remember this. Our listeners probably don't. Those two people are very big. Hillary Clinton, fanboys. <laughs> this is, like, I have to say, this is scary. This is scary. Dear Lord, this is really the standard of work in our federal government. Upper echelon people here, Mark, up the upper echelon. They, they all have dementia or cognitive disabilities. Who's really calling the shots in our country? <laughs>
1: So, he had dementia-related memory loss when he, when he took over the Russiagate investigation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I could play devil's advocate and say, well, they, it didn't really tell us anything anyways. You know, it's not like they... It's not, it's not like it implicated Trump. You know? It kind of vindicated him in a way.
0: When you take into account his testimony that day, Mark... For in front of Congress, where he said um, it was beyond my purview, or I do not recall, like a hundred eight, the dude didn't know mm-hmm. the steel dossier. He said he said he didn't even look into the steel dossier. Well, well, Mister Genius, Robert Mueller, Mister Genius, that's the entire reason that, that the investigation was started was for the steel, yeah. the steel dossier, right. Do do you see the pattern here? You are listening. I know you do, Mark, but our listeners were these were these people chosen purposely for their dementia? Joe Biden, John Fetterman, Dianne Feinstein. I mean, you even got Lindsey or Mitch McConnell taking tumbles and forgetting shit. It's this. This is. I don't know how it got to be like this, but it's like this somehow, out of nowhere. And we gotta get. We're gonna have to take our country back here. I don't know who's running the show here, but this is taxation without real representation again.
1: Jack Posobiec said it this morning. No one's coming in to save the day. No one's coming in. No, no knight in shining armor is coming in here to save the day and to take, help take back this country. We, have, we literally have to, to go out and do it and vote and be culture warriors and be activists and speak out on these things. We are the ones. The destiny is on our, on our hands right now. Because Got to got, start today.
0: Good point, Mark. Yeah. Good point.
1: Sorry, about that. All right, uh, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, unless you want to go over affirmative action and Chris Christie, or I, 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 I have up? to. I have to play. I, I, we don't
0: have time to play the whole clip. We need to, but it's five minutes. We just can't. We just don't have the time during Pride Month. You got to be gay or bi, not just black. That's Juneteenth. So this is affirmative action is apparently not bad. This is this is the lead. CNN, Jake Tapper telling affirmative action played a role in Supreme Court Justice, justice Clarence Thomas's rise in modern politics. And if I'm playing the clip, I want, I want Jake Tapper off the air for this one. This is a lyrical lynching on live television of a black man. How dare they? First of all, Justice Thomas hated affirmative action. Second of all, all of a sudden, affirmative action is bad on CNN. CNN, no,
1: hates no, affirmative action. But is this shit serious? So they're basically saying that Clarence Thomas. I wasn't really following this when you sent this to me. I didn't really, I didn't realize the irony. So you're really saying that CNN was saying affirmative action was responsible for Clarence Thomas being a Supreme Court justice.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Play it. Well. Clarence well. Thomas well. is back, and Clarence Thomas is like, you know, the enemy of the state.
0: It's, it's your head'll just spin. You see how they just, how long has the news been doing this? They've just been saying something's untrue. And just
1: people just eat it up, eat it up and ask for more. Uh, Most folks wouldn't see the irony in that though. You know, they would just think, Oh, okay, whatever.
0: What you mentioned earlier, you made a really
1: good point about
0: taking like taking back, speaking up. That's, that's going to be an easy way. We have to start now. That's the easy route because if we don't, then we're going to have to go the hard route. And honestly, at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of trying to be funny, but I'm, I'm not being serious. It, it might, Mark, it might require an entire new declaration of independence and everything at this point.
1: <laughs> you never know. Uh, you never know. Um, well, well, let's wrap up, Joe. Um, I know, Uh, We both have to uh, wrap this up for the day. And uh, we have have a great weekend, everybody. Joe, how do you want to wrap this up, wrap this show up? Um, So I just want to announce real quick,
0: because this is like the only thing we we missed, because we covered the January 6th tapes are being released. Chris Christie and Mike Pence are officially running for president. They'll announce that either in the coming days. We probably won't be here for that. But, Mark, you can lead us out. I'm going to rant a little bit about the the pride community. I'm actually going to give them props. It might sound like I actually wrote this. I think when I was drunk, but and then we're going to close it out that way with with me giving a little bit of a
1: hat tip to the to the pride community. All right. Well, listen, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the weather out there. Find a traditional Latin mass on Sunday. Be a force multiplier and hold the line. Hold the line. Joe, take us on. Okay. So.
0: Kudos to all the people that fought for the right to shove a dick in their mouth and hold it there for as long as they please. I, I really mean that. It may sound mean, but it's not meant to be fe- mean. I'm just trying to be funny. At least you guys fought for something. You, those people were smart enough to realize that they lived in a free country. And what two consenting adults do behind closed doors is nobody's freaking business. Again, props to you. A lot of Americans cannot say they did the same thing the last three years they let government in popular opinion to be honest walk all over them so where would the gay community be today if they had acted a half a century ago like some of you acted the last three years like i said i don't have a problem with gays lesbians bisexuals i only start to have a problem when it involves our children and that's my rant this has been thinking logically thank you everyone for listening we'll see you guys next week